0: Headliner Radio, the creative voice. Hi, Neil Towns. Welcome to Headliner Radio. Thank you so much for being our guest on the show today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. So happy to get to be chatting with you. I'm in Nashville staying inside and uh, grateful that the sun has come out today. It's a beautiful, beautiful day outside today.
0: So what? Um, what how has it affected you, just um, this whole crazy coronavirus times you know everyone's self-isolating aren't we and you know keeping to ourselves keeping at home so there's no touring unfortunately all of this stuff so how have you been finding it
1: yes absolutely it's um such a crazy time I really have been trying my best to go for walks every day and that always kind of puts me in a good headspace to just be outside and be moving it's such a weird contradiction to be still right now um in you know I feel like much of my life in the last year, two years, I guess, almost is is just been being on the road and getting to do the thing I love, playing music for people. So it's, it's definitely a drastic change to be standing still, but I'm doing my best to just be thankful for the rest and the ability to like sleep more and yeah, sure. you know, you know, recharge, listen to podcasts and music. I've been listening to records that I'm loving and um, and journaling and you know, watching some fun TV shows and uh, having time to read. So definitely grateful for all those things. And, and balancing staying in that good place, it's so easy to just be like heavy hearted thinking about the world right now and all those people who are on the front line you know, helping and healing everybody and, and those who can't work right now. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, crazy times. So I'm doing as much as I can to try to send out as much love and, and maybe some good positive vibes because it's uh it's easy to slip to that dangerous place in our minds I think
0: I know and it's it is a mad thing that's happening but I guess we're not being asked to do too much in the grand scheme of things oh you know just stay home oh, very no, true I have to stay home with all my I central heating and Netflix and you know it's it's tough like yeah. don't like being told what to do I suppose at the end of the day do they but you know we can do this
1: absolutely we can and the thing that brings me I think the most comfort right now is like we are literally all going through this together (laughs) like all across the world it's like kind of this common enemy and and this thing that we just get to like bond together and you know hopefully engage on socials or different ways to call people we haven't talked to in a long time just sort of like have this feeling that we literally are all walking this out together so that part's pretty amazing
0: and um for, I guess, those that don't know of you, so you're a Canadian country music singer, and um, at the really young age of 17, you were nominated for a Canadian Country Music Award for Female Artist of the Year. So that is so amazing. Congratulations, by the way, such a young age. Um, what was that Thanks. like at the time?
1: I mean, that was very much a a crazy dream. thing. like all of these exciting things that have really been happening at that point or since then, it's just like, these things you put in like that someday category of maybe someday that, that crazy wild thing will, will become true. And it really is a wild thing in real life to walk them out and see see them happen. Because as a kid dreaming about, you know, writing songs or staying, staying on stage and singing for people, it's like such a crazy thing to think of what that kid would be doing right now I should be freaking out because these are really wonderful dreams that I'm uh, just grateful to be walking through. Yeah.
0: And I saw your journey into music became in the backseat of a car of all places which sounds strange but um, I heard you were obsessing over lyrics etc <laughs> so tell us a bit about that.
1: Yeah I used to sit in the backseat and of- whatever car seat driving around with my, my family and we'd listen to music and I'd follow up to the lyric booklets of so many different records and I would you know sing along at the top of my lungs with all my heart to every song and just completely fell in love with music whenever we get in the car and drive and um, that was a, a very much a, a big beginning for me in in place of just really listening There's a lot of Shania Twain <laughs> a lot of um, Carolyn Don Johnson and the Dixie Chicks and, you know, Martina McBride and U2 with my dad, Fleetwood Mac and so many great songs that I really fell in love with as a little kid.
0: Yeah, of course. Oh, I used to love Stirlina Twain as well. Amazing. Definitely had awesome. a cassette of her, uh in the car while well, my parents' car, obviously, at the time. Um, and you also, you really awesome. love, I've read that um, to kind of, get into the feeling of what it is to step into other people's shoes which obviously must really help with songwriting so um how has that kind of affected the way you write songs do you like to get into that other mindset of other people or do you like to go on your own experiences or or is it a bit of both
1: you know I guess it is a little bit of both but I mean to me writing is very much really I guess any form of creativity is is kind of like a spiritual experience where I feel like you're just kind of being a vessel for what's coming through you. And to me, songwriting sometimes means putting yourself in, in other shoes or, you know, looking at something. It's, it's really songwriting is the way that I process how I feel about things and, and, and how I come to understand them. And I think that as, as an idea sort of flows through it, it carried with, pieces of your personal identity and the way that you see a situation so in that sense they're very personal but a lot of times it's like my favorite place to write from is that sort of observing perspective and um, I I really enjoy getting to tell stories I think Mm. that's what I love about songs is that you hear a piece of your own story in a song and it kind of makes you feel like you're not the only person who's felt that way before and that's probably my favorite part about music
0: Yeah, and you're also obviously really able to empathise with stories that perhaps you couldn't connect with because I saw that um, you wrote the single Home Now um, from the perspective of a daughter whose father was, you know, at war in Afghanistan after you learnt about it at school. So that must have really resonated with you. What was it like to write that and how was that process like?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's one of the first songs I ever wrote. That's funny that you mentioned that one, but we were talking about it in school and Mm. it just sort of, maybe go. What would it feel like to have a parent serving on the right now? And and um, and it it is exactly that. It's like trying on a pair of shoes and trying to understand how that might make you feel to be in that position. And I think it's a healthy thing to do that in general. Sometimes it helps us understand each other. Um, I, I think that was very much that song is probably the beginning of experiencing that sort of feeling through songwriting.
0: Mm and um your first album real um was out in 2011 which seems like a really long time ago now which is crazy but um it and, does, yeah and you raised over is this right 1.9 million us dollars for sunrise house a shelter for homeless youth uh in alberta through your fundraiser big hearts for big kids i mean that is just a staggering amount of money uh, if that's true then congratulations i hope it's true
1: yeah thank you for saying that it is true i am really thankful to be to have grown up in an incredible community who very much has this tendency to come together and really support you know the people in our town through a lot of different ways um they made me believe that really anything's possible Mm. and so we started this idea for the song for this fundraiser to really show up for the kids in our community who are struggling with homelessness or, you know, just addiction or family issues or whatever the reasons might be that they've found themselves not going to stay at home. And um, it's been life-changing watching people show up for their orbit who've raised that amount of money in, in the last 10 years and seeing the way people have just wrapped their arms around this youth shelter has completely changed my life and, and shown me the possibilities that music has in bringing people together and and what really can happen when people come together around something like that it's it's quite incredible to think of the power we really all have when we do that
0: yeah it really is and um are you still in touch with this charity do you still um work with them at all or just keep in touch with what they're up to
1: oh yes absolutely we just we had our Um, our 10th anniversary last September and we're looking into plans for for the next year's event as well and and definitely looking forward to continuing to grow um, Big Hearts for Big Kids and the youth shelter right now is actually looking into Developing a a new building so it's exciting to watch them grow through this as well and be able to serve more and more youth
0: And you're obviously um really committed to helping just um people that you can in general because i saw that you did your um play it forward tour once we spent 32 weeks on the road and visited all these schools and students trying to just inspire you know um young people um so why was that important to you and how did you get involved with that
1: that was a lot of fun that that tour was a project i put together um honestly to convince my parents i was really serious about this whole music thing and <laughs> sure. have a plan to get to do after high school and it became this thing that just completely blew me away hearing stories of kids in schools every day who were you know doing really great things in their hallways to make their schools a better place and we get to hear those stories and recognize those students and and um, did a draw for like a, a winner to to get ten thousand dollars to to use in their school to continue that pay it forward spirit vibe so it was amazing to get to to meet all these incredible kids and to really spend every day waking up on the road doing the thing that I love to do and um that that span of driving across Canada in a motorhome you know playing two shows a day and and really getting to hear these stories of these kids was the thing that made me know I really was just in love with being on the road and um, it was a, a really, really fun time to get to experience that and to fall in love with music and people that way.
0: Mm. And um, I saw uh, your, your song, Somebody's Daughter, one single song and video of the year. So uh, is that a particularly special song for you as well? And what were, what were your thoughts behind, you know, writing it and getting inspiration there?
1: Yeah, thanks for asking about that song. It was um, inspired by a drive I took with my mom when she came to visit me in Nashville, and we saw this young girl standing on the side of the interstate, holding onto a cardboard sign, and and had this conversation, just wondering what might have happened to her, what her story was, you know, how many Mm -hmm. left turns in her life had brought her to that moment. And she made us think about the kids that we've seen and worked with at Sunrise House back at home, and it just kind of was this moment going. I just could not shake that look on the young girl's face. And so brought it into a room with, with a couple of friends of mine, Luke Laird and Barry Dean, and we're just songwriting legends and heroes of mine. And told them about this thing that was pulling at my heart and grateful for the way the song found us. And I'm really thankful that this song was sort of the introduction to this music I've been working on and and sort of the beginning of this this whole new, new era. And um, was just completely blown away by the how many people listened out there and Mm. the fact that we got to release it out to radio which was such a dream and and knowing that people were hearing the song and maybe seeing people standing on the side of the road a little bit differently was something that um I, i i carry with me and and i'm super thankful for and hearing the response at ccma's last year and 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 hearing you know the song called for those things to me is just such a representation of the fact that people have really heard it and believed in it, and that means a lot to me. Mm.
0: And um, with that in mind, do you have um, any new music planned? You know, after this whole um, crazy situation blows over—that's the right way of putting it—are you um, planning on really yeah. new and you know, obviously, eventually touring again? You know, when we're allowed outside.
1: Yes, yeah, so I can't wait till we can all be back together again, and look forward to getting back out on the road. And- Coming back to the UK, I'm sure sure looking forward to that. But um, yeah, we just put out an EP a little while ago called "The Road to the Lemonade Stand" as a collection of songs that we've been putting out and a few new ones. And um, we're we're looking forward to getting to share lots of music, sort of leading towards that lemonade stand and continuing to to put new songs out there in the world. So I I can't wait for that. I'm really excited to get to share more of what we've been working on
0: and what um out of the new material what's the kind of is there a theme through it or inspired by anything in particular when you were writing it and putting it together
1: yeah I mean a lot of these songs are just I guess in the same vein of the way I process how I feel about things and and sort of what I see and um, a lot of these songs are stories and, and some of them are ones i hope that make people just dance and like forget about their worries and some that i hope you know meet them in, in in the really hard things that they might be going through and and remind them that they're not alone in that and hopefully remind them of their dreams you know that that's sort of the theme of this of this collection of songs is just letting people show up and be who they are and um want this music to feel like it can be a gathering place where It brings people together.
0: Uh, If you're in the mood for, you know, a bit of lighthearted fun, we've got a little quick-fire Q&A section. So um, just to kind of lift spirits during these crazy times. Um, So uh, what is your first memory?
1: The first one. Oh, wow. I don't think I've ever been asked that, actually. I think it's uh, the backyard that I had as a little kid. And I remember... Uh, The brown fence and the the way the sun would kind of come through in between the panels and uh, just being in the backyard.
0: That's a really nice one, though. I think a lot of people are remembering just random little snapshots like that at the moment. (laughs) Mm. Uh, What about uh, first record (laughs) you ever bought?
1: First record I ever bought, probably Shania Twain, I think. Come On Over was probably the one that I... Spent the money on myself
0: nice excellent choice mercy as well thank you (laughs) what about secret talent and it can be useless by the way it doesn't have to be an actual thing you might go on america's got talent with by the way
1: oh my goodness secret talent okay and you said something not music related right
0: no it can be music related
1: oh okay well i mean i guess i i love to play the guitar that's something i really enjoy Mm um i also love to play cribbage just my especially with my prepare i'm amazing i'm not very great at it but i do enjoy a good card game
0: that's fine that's fine um uh, what about what have you been binge watching during this self-isolation time
1: mm, i've been catching up on this is us i love that show so oh my much. god me too um, i've recently
0: just started watching that and i've been watched the whole thing i'm up to where it's up to now and i have to wait for the whole New to come out, like, I love
1: it. it. You love it.
0: <laughs> I really do. <laughs> it's
1: so good. It's, it'll get. It'll pull out all your heartstrings.
0: I know. I love Randall. Like one of the sons, he's great. The other one, mm-hmm. I don't know what he's doing. He's always yes. making bad decisions. You know, the hunky, supermodel type <laughs> one. He just. He needs to just you know, get his thoughts in order. He's just all over the place as far as I'm concerned. <laughs>
1: yes very true it takes all time
0: (laughs) I know and just on the side note my other half who's a straight man has a real kind of crush on the dad Jack he just thinks he's the best dad ever and he just loves him so much he is
1: (laughs) that is amazing I love that he feels that way and I truly think we all do he really does does. he's like is there a better
0: dad than that and I'm like oh that's a bit harsh to your own dad but fair enough if that's what you think um okay what about um go to music at the moment
1: i have been really loving the new caitlin smith record mm-hmm. um it's so 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 good it's incredible so that's what i've been listening to and um i was just listening to uh joni mitchell's blue the other day Lo- oh, loving that also the new brandy clark record it's amazing as well yeah um
0: what about favorite takeaway takeout?
1: Ooh, um, Chick Fil A. That would be my favorite.
0: Oh, what is that? We don't have that here.
1: Oh, oh Right, you don't have that there. You sh- are you sure? If I could bring some to you, I would because <laughs> it's delicious. But it's really it's just like chicken. They have the best chicken strips and um, and waffle fries. They're, just, they're pretty delicious, and all of the all of the sauces you could ever imagine choosing from.
0: <laughs> oh, amazing. One thing I really like in America that we don't have here is can't say it in an exact sense it sounds ridiculous but this is how it sounds tater tots so tater tats i bloody love them but we cannot get those here they don't exist isn't that a travesty
1: really I know. i'm so sad that <laughs> i'll have to bring you some next time i come.
0: thank you i can't wait <laughs> um what about um if you're a fan obviously uh game of thrones final season what are we saying thumbs up thumbs down or do we not care if we never watched
1: of of Game of Thrones? Yeah. I actually have never watched it. Maybe this is a good time to start because it, it I have be, all the time actually. right
0: now. Yeah, it could be the right time to start. It is a fantastic series, but it, the ending was questionable. I mean, once you get there, let me know what you think and we can talk more.
1: Okay. <laughs> I will let you know.
0: Okay. <laughs> what about favorite, um, calling it quarantini? I don't know why that phrase is caught on. Have you got a favourite drink that you're sort of just having in the evenings now, you know, while you're at home? A little glass of something, something to get us through the times?
1: Uh, I always love lemonade. That's probably my favourite thing to drink.
0: See, I was immediately going to the whole British thing of, you know, we we love a glass of wine or something, but you just went totally fresh there and went with a a nice soft drink, so I respect that.
1: (laughs) That's amazing. I actually think that our lemonade is probably... It's different than your lemonade, I think. I think it is. is. It? I'm not sure. They're both
0: good, but they are different, yeah. you're right.
1: They are different, yes. But yeah, I mean, I, I can I can go for a little bit of some wine too, don't worry. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, when you bring me the tater tots, we'll go out for a gin and tonic. We'll have a great time. <laughs> that
1: sounds great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what about um, guilty pleasure music? I mean, we've all got something that we like that perhaps we feel that we shouldn't.
1: Ooh, guilty pleasure music. Hmm. I mean, see, I feel conflicted saying some things with guilty pleasure music. Like sometimes you just gotta listen to Cincinnati on, you know? That's just like,
0: oh, that it just feels, <laughs> it makes you feel empowered.
1: But I don't feel like, I don't think that's a guilty pleasure, right?
0: No, because she's absolutely phenomenal. Fact
1: yeah she's incredible she's the sure, queen i'm not sure if i have a guilty pleasure
0: yeah there's no guilty Music. pleasure in celine dion she was at hyde park in london last year and i went she's absolutely phenomenal she's pitch perfect oh. what a woman
1: right her voice is just extraordinary
0: exactly okay i'm glad we're on the same page. okay um what what is this one okay Oh, this is just a kind of a silly one. It's kind of like, do you have a pet peeve or anything that just really irrationally annoys you? For instance, my sister can't bear to hear people chew. I mean, a lot of people have that. To be fair, maybe it's not that irrational, but um, you know, we've all got something, haven't we?
1: I guess we do, don't we? That's that's funny. Pet peeve. I mean. Hmm, the sound of um, popcorn in a bowl, like when you reach for popcorn, you know? That's don't so don't like that sound, I don't know why. I really enjoy the taste of popcorn, but I just, I you don't know, the sound of it really gets me.
0: I can totally understand that. And are we talking salty or sweet while we're on it? These are the important hard-hitting topics we all need to know about, of course.
1: Ooh, I'm all about the sweets.
0: Ah, oh, so I'm salty, but I cannot bear when they're mixed. That is just rock
1: what is it sorry say that again
0: in our cinemas sometimes you can get salty or sweet but sometimes you can mix them together like some kind of crazy taste bud free for all I'm just not on board with that that's just that's just too much for me (laughs) draw the line
1: that's hilarious (laughs) you can't oh my
0: goodness (laughs) okay and final question uh, what would Beyonce do
1: what would Beyonce do
0: yeah just in anything what would she
1: do she would just dance it out, right? It's
0: a very common answer. She would dance it out. She'd do a really good dance that none of us could do and make us feel horrible and very, you know, plain Janes or something. But, yeah, I think you're yes. right. that is exactly what she'd do.
1: And then you just feel better after you just kind of dance it out. That's what I think.
0: <laughs> okay. okay, well, those are the end of our very hard-hitting questions. So, um thank you so much for taking time to be on Headliner Radio. And, um...
1: Thank you for dis- having me. Oh, I appreciate so- the uh, the visit very much.
0: Yeah, you're so welcome and best of luck with everything. I know once this is all over, we'll look forward to seeing, obviously, you touring again, and you must be looking forward to it even more than that, you know, making new music and um, just kind of catching up with you and seeing what you're up to.
1: Yes, I cannot wait for that time. looking forward to all being together again. I
0: know. Can't wait
1: to come back to the UK again soon.
0: Us too. Okay, so we arrange our tater tot and gin and tonic date uh, for a later time to Um, be continued.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Looking forward to it. You're awesome. I hope you have a great rest of your day.
0: Oh, you too. Have an amazing day and keep safe and everything during these mad, mad times. Thank you.
1: (laughs) Yes, you guys too. Stay safe out there.
0: Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye then. Headliner Radio. Supporting the creative community.